0: It's Eaton Time with Belton Johnson for the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Just after 11 o'clock every Friday, you can just feel you're starting to get a little hungry. And this just probably adds to it when we talk about some delectable recipes that Belton Johnson has for us with It's Eaton Time. Belton, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey, glad to be here, Evan.
0: Last weekend, we were chatting with you on Friday, of course, just before the weekend, and you were coaching your team, the Sass Selects, were in Moose Jaw, that big battle of the prairies. How did the weekend end up going for you?
1: It, it was a really good weekend, Evan. Uh, the kids, they had a blast, lots of fun, and, uh, you know, there was uh California team there. I'm not sure how they made out with that nice, cold uh, Saskatchewan weather
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little hard to take. You were probably commiserating with them.
1: I was. I was in my little corner with him. Like, yeah, I know, it. I know the Philly guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just starting to hear this week about uh, the coaching staff that Corey Mace is starting to surround himself with for this upcoming rider season. Any thoughts on the crew when you look at the list of his coaches?
1: Well, you know, uh, when I look at the list, there was actually a couple guys that I've played with, uh, you know, in my past there with the Tycats. Uh One was uh, Mark Quay uh, McDaniels. He's uh, the receiver's coach. And the other guy was uh, J.C. Uh, Sherritt. He was a linebacker uh, when I was with the uh, uh, the Elks now and everything. So, you know, the thing I love about it is just the youth and all that the, they've injected. Uh, they got a winning culture, guys that like to win or have won and everything. So I think that bodes well. And, again, with Corey Mace, all the energy that he's brought in my opinion so far, just just the talk and everything, I'm looking forward to a heck of a season this
0: year. I am too. He's got me hyped up. I've got to give awesome. it to him. He's got me pumped up. So looking forward to So also looking forward to some good football on the weekend, NFL Divisional Playoffs this weekend. And we're getting down to it. The people, yeah, hopefully people are over those upsets because there were some people that were licking some wounds after last weekend's games. So let's start with the Texans and the Ravens. Houston's defense is strong. The Ravens' defense is strong, but Ravens had such a good season. Yet you, you have to think they're gonna they're gonna come out on top. What do you think?
1: And I'm I'm definitely gonna pick the Ravens in this one. Like you said, they were what the number one seed there and everything. Heck of a season. And uh, the one thing I really love about them is that defense ranks number one in points allowed per game because they've only given up for the entire season. Uh, average is sixteen point five points per game. So I'm going with the Ravens with a healthy Jackson with rest and everything.
0: So our uh, our good friend John Gormley is smiling right now because of the Packers <laughs> making their way deeper into the playoffs. They have the 49ers this weekend. Was that Packers win against the Cowboys their Super Bowl, or do you think they're on a tear and we're going to continue to see them play well this weekend? Well,
1: well, I hope that was their Super Bowl because I did pick the 49ers, but you know what? I'm going to tell you the the Packers, they did their homework and everything on the Cowboys, it's just the amount of yards. Uh, you know, Jordan Lowe was able to pass like chunks of yardage right in the uh, air, through the air. Well, guess what? The 49ers, they watch film. They're watching film. I'm willing to bet that's not going to happen. So, again, the 49ers, lots of offensive uh, power they have over there, too. So, I'm going with the Niners.
0: Okay, so Saturday's games, you picked the Ravens and the 49ers. Now to Sunday, the Buccaneers and the Lions. Home field advantage for the Lions, that going to play into it?
1: I think it will. Just, uh, you know, when I watched that game last week against the Rams, you know, I think what they ended a 32 year drought there, uh, winning that for in the playoffs there. And. To me, it was the fans. That's all I kept hearing was just the noise. You know, sometimes the games you get, the fans get quiet, but I think in Detroit, it was from the first quarter all the way through the fourth quarter that it was that loud in that stadium, so... Just based on that, I'm going with the home team with the Lions.
0: Those fans were pumped up. A couple of viral videos going around, like tears streaming down their cheeks with the wind, like they were just so excited. All right, and then probably the game of the weekend. I'm thinking the Chiefs and the Bills in Buffalo, so a little different for Kansas City to be on the road in a playoff game. What do you think is going to happen there? R- ratings, Viewer ratings should be through the roof, I'm guessing.
1: Oh, I'm thinking it will be because, you know, those team, you know, with Josh Allen Mahomes, uh, you know, just during the regular season, postseason, they've been going back and forth. You know, Josh Allen, he's what three and one head to head versus Mahomes, uh, during the regular season. But in the playoffs, he's 0 and 2 versus Mahomes, right? So I don't think he could go 0 and 3. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. I'm going all home teams this week. Hmm. To play it safe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Well, it should be a good weekend of football. And what are we going to be cooking up to enjoy this weekend of football today, Belton?
1: Oh, man, Evan, it's nice and what, cool outside. So today we got what I call uh, beef soup for you here.
0: So all right, let's hear it. What do we need to do?
1: First thing we're going to start with is some beef stew meat, uh, you know, chunks of beef there. We're going to sprinkle it with salt and get that mixed all in and everything. Once we have that uh, beef mixed together with the salt, we're going to heat up a soup pot with some uh, oil and get the heat going, get it nice and hot. And what I like to do is uh, add the beef in a couple batches uh, because you don't want to overcrowd the pot so we can get it sautéed and get it browned on all sides. So once we have that beef stew meat all browned and everything, we're going to set that to the side. And what we want to do next, Evan, is chop up some onion, celery, and if we need to add a bit more oil to the pot, go for it. And we're going to get those veggies, the onion and the celery, softened up. Are you still there with I'm
0: me? I'm here, and I'm with you, Belton.
1: Okay, it's swizzling hot over here. So what we're going to do next is add in a can of tomatoes with the juices and everything. Also throw in some beef broth, a bit of water, some bay leaves, and that meat that we had cooked up or browned, we're going to put that into the pot as well. And we're going to bring all that to a boil. Once it starts boiling, we're going to reduce the heat and we're going to simmer, uh, turn it to low, let it simmer uh, for about two hours or until the beef is nice and tender. Once that beef is tender, Evan, what we're going to do, is we're going to add in some uh, white rice, some lemon juice, garlic cloves, some coriander, paprika. We're going to cover. We're going to let it simmer for about 20 minutes until that rice is nice and tender. And Evan... Once that rice is tender, we're going to remove it from the heat, throw in a bit of parsley. And my favorite thing that I'd like to add in this soup is a uh, deal. Once we got that deal in there, we're going to cover it, and we're going to have it uh, sit in there for about 10 minutes or so. And guess what, Evan? What, Belton? It's eating time. It's
0: eating time. I was waiting for you to tell me, then you're going to get your favorite ladle and your favorite bowl.
1: It's too cold right now.
0: (laughs) I could smell that cooking. And that two-hour cooking time that you give us, that house is going to smell delicious.
1: Absolutely. And this soup here, Evan, you know, you talk about the football games this weekend. It's cool. Well, it's cold outside. I think this soup pairs well with that football. The football games this weekend as
0: well. Awesome, Belton. As always, we appreciate your your insight, your recipes, and uh, thanks for weighing in on some of those NFL games this weekend as well. I hope you have a great weekend.
1: Absolutely, you have a good one as well, Evan
0: Grillmaster Belton Johnson with his recipe for beef soup. Thanks to the Cattlemen's Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association who generously bring us this segment each and every week. And Belton's recipe, of course, is available for you online on the website. If you want, you can go to our Facebook page, grab it off of there. If you want beef soup and it's eating time with Belton Johnson right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. This song actually reminds me of when I was a disc jockey at CJME back in 1991, Incense and Peppermint, Strawberry Alarm Clock. Like, you know, one of those songs that it's, it's kind of one of those ones that's out there. You know it instantly. Uh, but yeah, man, we played some good music back then. And now I get a chance to hear little snippets of it as you and I talk each and every day. So, you know what happens? This this happens to me every week. I mean, and I say every week. I've been doing this job, what now, seven weeks? But every week, Bugs and Hugs comes along. I have a stack of Bugs and Hugs of my own, and I can't get to them because the phone lines are busy. People are, are calling in. So this one might be goofy, but I'm going to share it with you as well. So Pat Sajak, who is, of course, the host of Wheel of Fortune. He's been the host. For years, he's been doing this for like 50 years. In fact, he just announced his retirement. So this is one of those things where the online culture, sometimes they, they go off without thinking. They don't understand context. I can tell you, I've seen that in my former job, in the job I'm in right now. But so wheel of fortune. You know, they, they have the contestants that play the game. This happened a couple of weeks ago. They had a lady who ended up winning. And so when they win Pat Sajak walks over to them. This lady and I'm going to actually play you the clip but it's hard to hear so I'm going to I'm going to describe it for you and then I'll play it for you. This lady is over the top excited. Like she's jumping, she's squealing, she's screaming. And so Pat Sajak starts to tell her According to my math, by $200, he's going to tell her how much she won and 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 the fact that she is the winner. He says, according to my math, by $200, she's still, like, very excited. And she yells, shut up! And so he kind of abruptly stops. He looks at her. And, you know, he, he says, you didn't mean that personally. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, she's basically talking to herself, right? Telling herself to, like, calm down, shut up, because... Pat Sajak is telling her that she just won the show. So anyway, he goes on to say, according to my, by my math, you're the winner by $233. You've won $11,000. And he says that, then he says, I'll be back. He turns away from her and then he turns back to her and he says, shut up. And he's saying that basically mimicking what she said, right? She yelled, shut up. And she wasn't talking to him. He that, he kind of mimics. It's it's clear when you watch the video, that's what he's doing. This is what it sounded like.
1: <laughs> According to my math by $233, You
0: didn't mean that personally. According to my math, by two hundred and thirty three dollars, you were the winner. Eleven thousand nine hundred dollars. I'll be back. Uh, so, you know, he, if you see the video, he is joking. Like he's not telling her to shut up. He's, you know, he's kind of doing his impression of what she did. Well, you should see the people online. People are, he's racist. She's, she's an African-American lady. He He's racist. He's telling a black contestant to shut up. First time in the history that he's done this. People are losing their mind on social media at some point. When, when can we, first of all, if you saw the clip, you'd know it was a joke. If you didn't see the clip, what, you know, why, why are you doing this? Why are you piling on, on social media? you know, I, we see this happen all the time. In fact, what I would say is that's the thing I love about this show because anyone can lash out on social media. Anyone can be a keyboard warrior on social media, say what they want without fear of repercussion. Because of course, you know, I I think about the videos that we post from this show every day. We'll grab a, a quick video of, of me standing here and talking about some of the different things. It could be teachers, could be whatever it gets posted online. And then I don't even read the comments. I don't go on social media and read the comments because it's hatred underneath it. Right. Sometimes they don't understand the context, but the point is, Those people, they never call into this show. But the people that want to be able to throw out the most vitriol comments in the world, they're not calling into chat, right? You are, you're calling in and texting and you're participating in the conversation. This is what, this. I mean, debate can happen. We don't have to agree on everything. But anyway, that's my rant for Pat Sajak. I just felt like it was over the top. You know, this whole cancel culture, they're canceling Pat Sajak, He's 77 years old. He did 51 years on the show. He's announced his retirement and it was, he was having fun with the contestant. The contestant didn't have a problem with it, but all of a sudden the people that watched it did. Okay. So that's, that's Point, one. point two, just kind of an update. Uh, our newsroom of course has been following this, but a couple of, of high profile court cases have reached a conclusion and resulted in sentencing. First of all, Aaron Travis Benevice, who is the athletic director or was the athletic director at Legacy Christian Academy from 08 to 12, he was just sentenced uh, yesterday, a two-year sentence, pleaded guilty to sexual assault and sexual exploitation of a minor. And then uh, just this morning, Bernie Lynch found his fate. He got a three-year sentence as a result of an assault and sexual assault, finding of guilt on a teen boy that he coached. when he was coaching hockey here in uh, here in the province of Saskatchewan. So a couple pretty big uh, important cases that we've been following in our newsroom of course we'll continue to uh, to follow that as and uh, any case that's going on in our community. Last thing I want to chat about here before we uh, take another break I am I'm baffled at why the province of Saskatchewan is stopping the harm reduction efforts that they've been putting in to people that are are struggling with addictions. It was announced yesterday, provincial government no longer providing uh, basically stepping away from harm reduction measures which include providing meth and crack pipes to drug users in Saskatchewan. I can already see comments online people saying we shouldn't be providing druggies with crack pipes. The reality is what we should be doing is finding ways to help people get healthy, right? That's the premise of I will I would suggest any addictions program that's being set up in fact we just heard not that long ago about a week ago the saskatchewan government through this saskatchewan drug task force has launched a new provincial drug alert system which is basically communicating directly with at-risk people to let them know when at-risk drugs are in the community why are we doing that we're doing it to try and save their lives why do we do harm reduction why do we provide clean needles for people who inject drugs into their body. We don't do it because we want them to keep doing drugs. That's the narrative some people would like you to believe. It's not about that. It's about keeping them alive, preventing them from serious health harm or death until we can get them help. And the province has leaned into an addiction strategy in our province to try and deal with the problem. And the problem, by the way, we just go back another few days Uh, And we can see a release that was done talking about another record year of overdoses in our province. The overdose issue is not going away. But stepping back from harm reduction is the wrong way to go. This is not a big expense for the province. Providing clean needles and safe inhalation kits is not, in the grand scheme of the provincial budget, it's not a big expense. And harm reduction, you know, I've talked about this many times. In my old job, we were heavily involved. In fact, I wrote letters of recommendation for both the Friendship Centre and AIDS Program South Saskatchewan in the city of Regina to become harm reduction advocacy sites in our city because that has to be part of an overall theme to try and get people healthy. Now, if you don't have the short and long-term supports to help people get healthy, then harm reduction basically is is just allowing people to continue to do drugs right it you can't have one without the other but to me the province has made such positive strides the province is really leaning into finding ways to find let's get some in in and outpatient supports beds in the in the province people with addiction specialties coming in to help leaning into finding ways to help people get healthy I feel like over the last six months there's been release after release of great things the province has done in this area. So they've they've shown the ability to understand and recognize the magnitude of the health problem in the province. And then they pull some of the harm reduction efforts that I think are essential to keeping people alive while we're trying to get them this health help. It, it makes no sense to me. I have no idea why that would happen. I can't imagine that the Provincial Drug Task Force, which I used to be a part of, Saskatoon Police, the RCMP, along with Health and Social Services, there's a whole bunch of, of human service partners that are on that committee. They couldn't have advocated to do this. So why it's happening, I have no idea. My opinion, absolutely the wrong move. You're listening to The Evan Bray Show on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.